Watch the update required podcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST on YouTube. Yo, and we're live. What's up, everybody? Fornitron here. Oh, and it's Jay Retro. <laughs> and you're watching the update required podcast. Would you look at that? <laughs> you said it's Jay Retro like you were doubting yourself for a second. You know, like when you stare in the mirror too long and you're like, am I outside my body right now? <laughs> I just meant it to be like kind of like a slight shock, like when the mailman shows up at your door and you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting a package. Like, oh, oh like, it's I, Jay Retro. And you're like, I, I totally like was. I was waiting by the door for this for I don't know. I knew I was coming the whole time. <laughs> I, was, I knew it wasn't I was a surprise. Mixes I was Do- feigning. Shout out to Mystic Donkey in the live chat. What up? Yeah, we need we need a ham horn. Like, can you get can you get us one? Come on. I have one on my phone. Get your assistant on it. Can we get some coffee in here, Deborah? Can we get a ham horn and some coffee in here, Deborah? What the fuck are we paying? Oh, yeah, she's an intern. We're not paying her. Don't wear that outfit again, Deborah. There you go. There we go. For whom? Worth it. That's for you, you, Deb. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Mr. Donkey, though, holding it down. Holding it down. We appreciate you. Uh, Yeah, man. How was your week? It was a it was a busy week. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty crazy on my side at work and stuff lately. So I'm feeling like a little burnt for sure. I just uh, cranked out some overtime today and whatnot. But it's also been pretty wicked week for gaming, gaming news. There's been a lot going on. There's a lot of sales going on. I know there's like a really big sale on the Nintendo Switch eShop right now. So if you got a Switch, you want to buy some cheap games. Get on there. There's a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, but yeah, new season of Fortnite dropped and they took away building. What the fuck? Yeah, so- you were t- you're telling me about that last night. So tell us more about that. So, okay. New- so, so first off, you got the Venom suit. Like you got all the. Yes, I got the Black Spider Man suit. Now, once I got the Black Spider Man suit, which is like tier 100 of the Battle Pass, I realized there, like, there are also some rewards you can get after tier 100 now, which is like, so I didn't, I didn't 100% the Battle Pass in oh. theory, but it was my first time getting to level 100, which was a nice feeling. And I got the, the regular Spidey suit and then also the all black, yeah, like Venom Spidey suit for him as well. So I'm feeling pretty accomplished. It's cool. There were some other cool cool like variant spider-man suits you can get through the bonus rewards but none of them were really comic book accurate they were kind of just like weird cool looking things they done with spider-man suit so yeah but i'm happy i got the two different comic book accurate looks that was dope but yeah so the new season dropped uh and my buddy messaged me he's like bro they they took building out of Fortnite, and i laughed and i was like oh man Fortnite! like way to release a season that plays to our strengths because we always joke about the fact that none of us are actually very good at building at all mm. like my strengths in the game are just 100 that i've played a lot of shooters and i'm good at shooting things mm-hmm. and i have to play to that right and i have to like understand that if i get into a build war with someone i'm gonna lose uh so a lot of the time it's i'm playing more strategically to position myself just on the land landscape or just to ambush people by jumping out of stuff at the right time all sorts of dirty crap that we do to win uh but yeah man i was like okay well that's perfect for me because i'm not very good at building anyways but then when i went into it i was like wow even as somebody that's shitty at building this is (laughs) challenging as fuck now because you're so used to having it in that game that i like first off it doesn't stop you from collecting the materials to build with but you can't do anything with those materials so out of reflex i spent a bunch of time in the first couple of games just running up to stuff and like hitting it with my pickaxe and getting mats and then being like oh wait 
I can't fucking do anything with this. You're like, like oh, yeah, they took that out. I don't need to do that. So I thought it was kind of interesting. It still lets you gather the stuff just for you to realize that you're an idiot for gathering it, uh, which is pretty funny. But they they do this like audio clip when you first drop into the game where one of the like NPC characters is talking to you and she's like, the bad guys have like taken away buildings somehow and like we're going to get it back. And that's kind of the I don't know. <laughs> there's these overarching storylines that they try to frame over Fortnite now, which is really interesting considering it's a B game that they're trying to give it like storylines yeah uh, but and you're like yeah, okay. the idea there's npcs on the map and we'll have to do certain quests and stuff and then eventually building will get re-unlocked i heard it rumored that it's only going to take like 10 days into the season before they put it back i'm really interested to see how long it is and whether they draw it out like is this going to be a month and a half of no building and then you know then they drop it back in or is this only going to be like a week long kind of little flash in the pan i'm wondering like is this an experiment are they seeing what the popularity of this is to possibly put a no building mode in permanently as just a different mode because they've you know they've de definitely kind of uh, they've left a uh, building in the competitive servers apparently so it's only in the non-competitive servers that it's being taken out be a smart way so, to do it and then gimmick. see what the overall reaction is from the player base and then just see how it goes how did you find your matches like other than like being a little confused when you're still picking up uh material yeah like, i think once i figured out you know, once I reminded myself enough times and was like, no, Jay, there's no building and like figured it out, then it was fine. But yeah, there was definitely just moments in those first few games where someone be shooting at you and your instincts in that game. You're like, oh, yeah, I throw down a wall because they're shooting at me. And then you like go to do it and you're like, oh, right. I can't fucking oh shit I'm already dead so you have to kind of rebuild your instincts right because mm -hmm. if I'm playing Halo or something and someone shoots at me you know my Halo brain is like run for cover in the environment you can't make cover yeah right but in Fortnite your instincts are like make cover and then you're like oh no so yeah that was honestly the hardest part for me last night was just swimming upstream against my own instinct to build things in moments of uh you know battle but once I kind of reminded myself enough times not to I found that it was you know I was slotting into place pretty nicely because like <laughs> I say like building is not my strength in that game anyways yeah, just oh, yeah. like uh, it's tough. Like I think that's neat. I think that's really cool of them to do, and it gets you out of that muscle memory because like it would kind of get stale if it was the same type of combat all the time. And then people who were like getting really like a fucking elite at that game will just stay at the top. Whereas mm -hmm. if they shuffle around mechanics like they're doing, it kind of gives other new people like a chance at like getting some wins. Yeah, it's an interesting idea because I, th I do think like sometimes, you know, when I do lose games and come in second place or something, it's often because I come up one on one against somebody that's super good at building. Mm. So building definitely is sort of like the final ceiling of being really good at that game is working on the building aspect of it, because there are people that are just crazy good at building really fast and making crazy complex structures very quickly and like walling you into places and fucking with you that way and stuff so yeah i just think like the people that get stupid good at that that's a that's a hard ceiling to be and like 
when we do beat those people, it's because we're very strategic about how we have to play a game. <laughs> it's even that, sweeter. Right? It's like, mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. you with your fancy building shit and yeah. I sniped you or whatever. But it is like it's definitely they're the they're the top echelon of Fortnite players. And right now, if like you said, if they're not playing on the competitive server, because obviously that's where the, the upper, upper echelon is. But for the people that were sort of the upper echelon of the non-competitive servers, they've just been brought down to ground level all of a sudden where it's like, oh, no, like the main thing that I use to be so good at this game is entirely taken away. Um, I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd be interested to hear from a player who is infinitely better at building in Fortnite than me. About or it's like how mad, feel. like mad loves building and is like really into that mechanic. I'd love to hear what they mm -hmm. what they said. So absolutely. Speaking of busy weeks, last week we both spun the wheel of wisdom and we had games we had to play this week. How did it go for you with Final Fantasy? So I dipped in and I played a couple hours of it. Mm -hmm. And like, it's definitely not Final Fantasy's fault that I didn't spend more time with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I got distracted because the Mario Kart DLC came out and I'd forgotten that it was coming out so soon. So I was like two hours into playing. And then I saw a post online being like, the new Mario Kart tracks are already out. And I was like, oh, okay. And I turned my PlayStation off. And you're like, okay, sorry, Cloud. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I was like, yeah. I will see you another time, Mr. Strife. Uh, but, you know, I think I'll, I'll probably dip back into that game a little bit over this upcoming weekend and stuff. And I do like, I really enjoy what I've played at that game so far. Nice. So like I say, it's one of those games that just suffers from me having too many games on my backlog. Final Fantasy VII Remake is doing nothing wrong in my eyes. Every time I play it, I'm like, this is great. Why don't I play this more often? And then I don't for another week or something. I it's, think like... It's just too much stuff, man. Yeah, like, again, it's a game that does require a bit of commitment i would i would say because like yeah. as soon as you start like a new story section like you're in that for a couple hours like you're locked into that um mm -hmm. and it's hard to like pause like yes. like step away from from that when you're like mid mission so I can yeah. I can definitely get that where yeah we've talked that a few times right like I think most of the games that I'll play through especially with like having a full time job most of the games that I'll play throughout the week will be the like the Mario Karts the NBA's yeah you know the games that I can duck in and play a couple of rounds jump over to something else play a couple of rounds of Fortnite play a couple of rounds of NHL um you know get get in a bunch of short games but then on the weekend that's definitely when i want to bust out like a, a final fantasy 7 remake or an assassin's creed valhalla or something right because that's when you want to sink in that's when just, you're like uh, all right day yeah. off let's sit down we got the fucking snacks ready let's let's game baby that's right we got the sweatpants on we got yeah. the curtains closed because no one needs to see me in my golem form sitting yeah. here with my fucking tub of Hagen Doss playing <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Like no one needs that in their life except me. I need that. Yeah. So. You know what's crazy <laughs> is um, so the last week uh, I had my nieces and nephews over. Uh, nieces mm -hmm. and nephews, no plural there. And okay. because uh, my family, they're going to Palm Springs and I'm here uh, taking care of my little brother, a.k.a. the dog. And so I've been busy with that because they were they were yeah. over and they were and they and they like were kind of monopolizing my time. So I was like, OK, I'm going to set up the Xbox in a separate room and you guys can just play that so I can get some shit done. Uh, but 
I got some time to sink in the Guardians of the Galaxy. I streamed it last night. I learned a hot lesson about doing that. Uh, never stream a game that is just loaded with DMCA music. <laughs> because I woke up today to like six copyright strike emails. I don't even have... Well, that. yeah, duh. Like... Yeah, but I don't even have that. The, the, the streams monetized. So I was like, what the hell? And I'm like, all right, I don't care. I'm going to delete the video. Anyway... Yeah. Uh, so that was a, a nice learning lesson, but, uh, just before the podcast started, I finished Guardians of the Galaxy just under 15 hours. Um, wow. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, aggressively okay. Like, like I'm going <laughs> to shit on it, but it's just like, it is just astoundingly mediocre. Um, here are my main complaints with it. One, it's a good-looking game. It's really glitchy. So, like, I don't know if it's because of the port to Xbox. I'd, I would be interested to see if it's glitchy on PlayStation as well. I feel like it is. But the game had a lot of glitches. And there was, like, there's probably, like, six or seven times where I had to load from last uh, checkpoint because the game just fucking glitched out. And, like, it just, like, wouldn't do anything. Or, like, it was, like, stuck in a moment or, like, something wouldn't animate. I don't know. It was... There was points I was, like, I was, like, who the fuck made this game? And then I was, like, oh, Square Enix and, like, some other one of their sister. Yeah. yeah and I was, like, that's kind of dog shit. Um, here's the thing. When you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie, you're like, this is, sure. a great, this is a great movie. I like it. It's fun. But with movies come editing and pacing. And they make them two hours for a reason because no one's going to sit through a fucking four-hour movie. And video games that try to be movies, like, they're like a movie that has no editing in it. And it's just, it shit is just goes on for way too long. And you're just like, I don't fucking care let's go to the next part and i finally figured out how to like skip a bunch of dialogue but there's parts that you can't skip and i was like ah and there are uh what do you call them those those times where like you got to press a button at like just the right moment timed events or something there's tons of those i and, do hate quick time events yeah. yeah and if you miss the quick time event the whole thing plays over and you have to watch the cutscene, listen to the dialogue, and like you have to do that all That's through it again. Yeah. And there's a loading screen. So like if you miss it or like you're like, what am I supposed to do? It's not clear. There's a bunch of shit. You would hate this mm -hmm. game because there's like there's some stuff that's color-coded, and you're like, okay, I get that. It's color-coded for this, so I use this type of attack or this type of gun. And then there's shit that's just not color-coded. And you're like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to figure out that I'm supposed to use that? And they're like, oh, use your visor. And you're like, the visor doesn't tell me shit. And it'll like every time you start a new area, it's like, go to this elevator. And underneath, it's like, use your visor. And you're like, oh, I'm supposed to use my visor. But no, it's just reminding you that you can use your visor to like scan for like lore elements. And you're like, I thought I was supposed to use my visor. So I'm like going around using my stupid visor to scan everything. And then they're, and then the characters are like, what are you doing? We need to take the elevator. What's going on? We need to take it. <laughs> she, she told me to scan stuff. Guys. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I thought I was supposed to be scanning here. And like, yeah. <laughs> there's a ton of that. And yeah, aggressively uh. mediocre. And it makes me sick to my stomach because IGN just put out a tweet and then they were like, if you haven't already, 
you should be playing Guardians of the Galaxy because it's a traditional, uh, what's it called, linear style game that's just tons of fun. And, and I was just like, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. And I'm going to let you know how I feel. You're I probably going to be like, this just, is fucking sweet. This is a sweet Our game. tastes are so different. Yeah. Right? So I just, I think it'd be interesting. And I also am just a big comic book guy. So I should play it, especially since it's on Game Pass. Uh, I should play Avengers too, even though it got shit reviews at the start. Because apparently they patched it a lot and made it better. And like. Might like as well try. Games. Like it's on Game Pass. So I That's don't the like, thing, right? Like when everything's on Game Pass, I'm like, I have literally nothing to lose. Right? I would like, be I mad if I spent $30 on this game. But like if I wow. if I spent twenty dollars on it, I'd be yeah, is yeah twenty dollars game. <laughs> That's the mark. He's like twenty bucks. We're okay. Anything over tw- bucks, anything I'm over mad. twenty, I'd be like fuck you. I want my money back because this game is dog shit. Um, no, play it, and I would be interested to hear what you say because it's funny because I don't know the the whole take that they took on it is it that the characters supposed to be more like the comics and the movie because. Yeah, some of the characters are a little bit different, but some of them are exactly like they were in the movie. So it's it's really good. I'm like, do probably they just... just shows which ones in the movie were more comic book accurate than the others. Yeah, where right? I was just yeah. like, hmm, I was like, was it just these ones weren't like accurate, or was it just that they couldn't license uh, the actress's uh, face for Gamora, and then they couldn't, yeah. and they couldn't license uh, Dave Bautista for Drax? Obviously, yeah. yeah. And, was, and I was like, all right. But, like, yeah, some of the banter, like, again, and then that was the part that pissed me off, too, was, like, if you're too efficient at the game, there's parts where, like, you just have to stand there because you have to wait for the dialogue to finish. And you can't skip it. So, like, you have to let it play out. And you're like, okay, like, I'm 100 feet ahead of you. Like, let's fucking go. And at the end of the game, there was literally a bridge that you had to hold up on the fucking left thumbstick to walk and like because if you stopped it would stop and like literally you literally just had to hold it and walk across the bridge and it was like in slow motion and like you like interacted with people who were like cheering you on and it went on for like 15 minutes 15 minutes yeah you're like really and i'm like i have to walk this long and you're like i i get it we're walking across the bridge and there's a celebration going on i'm like this is ridiculous I will let you know how I feel. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, so interested. I'm very curious. You, like, yeah. just figure you be like, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> no, this is like this is catapulting it to like the top of my games I have to playlist. Yeah, just because of how mad it made you. I'm like, I gotta play it now. You're gonna be like, this so, is game of the year. <laughs> so, some games you get mad at. Like I look at Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really think I'd enjoy that game that much either. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, but then I look at I look at Guardians and I'm like, no, this looks like it might just be a case of like you just not having the same tastes as me. Like I do, I like storyline stuff so much more than you. I like narrative driven stuff. Uh, so, and yeah, I'm just interested to play. And I have I've had other friends that were like, dude, this game's so sick. So I'm very yeah. Curious to we both like Brandon, but we both yeah. know Brandon. He was like, the game is fucking awesome. And I was like, yeah, he loves it. My buddy Yuri loves it. I wanted I to text him and be like, what the really fuck? Yeah. Like, do you even know games anymore? Like, bro, this game is dog shit. <laughs> but I think I'm the I only. Know, man, maybe you've just been spending too much time speed running Dark Souls games. <laughs> I just think like, it's like anything that presents a storyline. You're like, nope, done. This is bullshit. I, I to, don't mind if I it has a story. 
But like, there is like, oh my god, like there is so many parts where it's just like, I don't need to hear this, and I'm like, this is not progressing in the story, and I was like, ugh, I don't care. But um, hey, I finish it, done deal. Uh, I don't know. At least uh, that's one last game in the back in the backlog. Let's get into some of these news topics. This one I was excited to see, and I'm excited that we waited a little bit to get some of these topics because I knew you would be fucking rock hard for this. Uh, the Witcher next installment officially in development it will be the first in a new saga for the franchise. And there's also some really interesting news of how it's going to be developed. But what were your thoughts when this got announced? Yeah, I'm super stoked. I mean, there were rumors that it was already in development or that they would be developing or whatever, like within the past year or so. So I had a feeling that this would eventually get revealed and like, Frankly, they'd be dumb not to. Like, it's obviously The Witcher 3 was the most successful game. They that's made. their cash they cow, man. There's no way they were. Yeah. yeah, that's their bread and it's butter. It's the only reason they were able to survive. We talked about this before. It's the only reason they were able to survive the disastrous launch of Cyberpunk is because The Witcher 3 had bought them so much goodwill mm-hmm. that people were like, well, this is the worst launch possibly ever for a game. But they gave us the best game of last year. So I don't know. Right. Like, it just kind of got juggled. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be really awesome to see. I I heard rumors before that, uh, Geralt might not be the star of this tale because I'm like, do they make it a prequel? What do they do here? So I'm very curious to see what happens, whether you're a different Witcher. Does he die? Is it not, is it not based on the books anymore? There's a bunch of different endings. And I don't oh, okay. want to give them away. Okay. There's multiple endings. Well, I'm never playing uh, that game. But so I all I'm going to say <laughs> is that there are quite, Hey, listeners might even if you don't. um hey i think the audience might okay that's right respect the audience that's true okay that's Warner true Tron. everybody i'm sorry they have about a that. right to find out the multiple endings by experiencing them uh and i still haven't achieved all the different endings in the game and i have to play the dlcs that i never played still so there's a bunch of witcher 3 i can't even speak pause on what you're still. saying right now did you see that that person unlocked like the last secret in the game and it was like an event that you literally have to wait seven years for in the game to unlock. That's awesome. That's fucking wild. That. That's I was like, holy yeah. shit. So yeah. Wow. That's deep. That's a deep world. And like, yeah, it's people always say like the Witcher three is one of the deepest and most realistic open worlds there is. And like, that just speaks to it as well, that they would put the commitment in there to have something that's like that hard to find. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked to see what it is. I'm super interested to find out what direction they go with this and like whether like i say whether this is truly like a new saga that isn't Geralt saga or is this just a new period for Geralt? uh also i think they've covered all the stuff that's in the books at this point is the other issue yeah. so like at this point they are just like adding to the world right like now they're gonna have to start writing their own stuff so it'll be interesting you know it's always interesting it's like when you know george lucas handed over the reins of star wars to disney uh before any of those movies came out you're definitely like well i wonder where the fuck this is gonna go yeah right? and regardless of how you felt it did or didn't go in the long run right but that was definitely the feeling at the first for every star wars fan was like oh wow this is fucked like he just he just handed over the whole thing and now we <laughs> yeah. have no idea what direction it'll go in and so i sort of feel that way here where it's like well they've covered all the books they've essentially the original authors now have no influence in what happens in the storylines of these games so yeah it'll be cool to see what direction they go with it but as you know 
I'm a huge Witcher 3 mark, and I'm super, super stoked uh, to see what they do with this for sure. I'm also stoked, which they talk about a little bit in this article briefly at the end, is obviously we, we are still waiting for the next-gen patch for The Witcher 3, which honestly I'm almost more excited for because yeah. that's coming sooner uh, at some point during this year. But we're still at, we're still at the point where they're just saying like later this year. Um but they did that with the cyberpunk one, too. They didn't really even tell us when it was going to happen. They were just sort of like at some point in 2022. And then it just showed up one day. Yeah, they were so like, it's like quarter one of 2022. Yeah. And then for this one, we don't even have a quarter. Right? Yeah. Like it's just it, it's just at some point in 2022. So it's like Jay has to wake up every day <laughs> and be like, is it today? And check your downloads. Like, is there an, is there a patch that just comes out and just makes it next gen? Damn it. So God. As a fan of these games, if they make a, they're making a fourth one, um, apart from them just bringing up the graphics to next gen, and if they kept all the mechanics the same, would you be happy? Is there anything that you're looking for in the next installment that you think that could be added or could be done better? Well, it, something they touched on in this article was they talked about possibly adding multiplayer features of some kind. And they've talked for a while about doing that with either The Witcher or Cyberpunk, some sort of online aspect. Uh, there's rumors of the next Witcher game being an MMO. Uh, I, I don't know how I would feel about that. Yeah. I personally, personally, as someone that doesn't play MMOs for for certain reasons, like I used to play MMOs and I was like, uh, you just play one game is what happens. And then, like, as you've seen, I like to play a lot of games. So I'm like, the problem is that if The Witcher becomes an MMO, it's like I might not even show up to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. A dangerous world. So I don't know if I want to play uh, a Witcher MMO because I'm just scared that that it would like eat my life. Um, but I would kind of like the idea of being able to play the Witcher co-op with my friends. So if they just added some sort of aspect where like, I don't know, it had like some sort of multiplayer where you could play co-op, that'd be kind of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like that's, I'm, I'm and curious that's, to see what it would be. Right. And that's really tough. That's the one. That's one of the biggest downfalls of narrative games when you have a fixed protagonist is like multiplayer is kind of like, how do you do it? You can't like, both be yeah. Exactly. So th that's kind of why like the character creator is one of the, the best things for multiplayer because it's just like, it's just, oh, it's your buddy. Um, with like Returnal, yeah. which recently, uh, we didn't bring this up as one of the news topics, but I do want to touch on it. Returnal just came out with some DLC and there's a co-op feature and it's just like it's the main character, so it's just like two of the main characters. So you could do like it. Halo One, right? Like Halo One, you were just both the Master Chief on like original Xbox, right? Like when yeah. you would look at each other, you just both looked like the Master Chief. Yeah. Like, so whatever. like it could be like it's like your Phantom Geralt, and it's like all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. But I'm no, just playing I, with my friend. When I first heard it rumored that like the next Witcher game might not have Geralt as the protagonist, I was like, well, that's fucked because like he's just such a huge reason that series is so popular mm -hmm. right it, they're they're like oh the next superman game won't be starring superman you're just kind of like what yeah um, you're like so lois lane <laughs> the whole game you're like i don't know <laughs> i'm like but it's called the witcher and he's the witcher and like yeah. yes there are other witchers in that universe but like not a ton of them and he's the rad one which is clearly established right so yeah. like i don't know i i think maybe the solution is a character creator 
and they're just like, yeah, we have no idea who to replace Geralt with either. You figure it out. And plus, then we can add multiplayer. So you're in the same world with the same lore and you're a Witcher, but you each get to make your own Witcher. And then it would make sense why you're able to team team up, like set it in a time a little bit earlier in that world when there were more witchers out there as well right because they kind of are like social outcasts that are kind of getting kind of partially phased out by the time you're in the third game so like yeah set it earlier in, in the days when the witchers were just like all over the fucking map and there was a bunch of them and then put a character creator in there and let me go kill werewolves with my friends like that sounds fun boom to that I found this is the part of the article, and I think it was like a related post that was kind of more interesting to me was that they're retiring their red engine and they're going to be using Unreal Engine 5. Yes. Yes. Um, and I found that very fascinating. And I think that's the smart move to make. And I think we're going to see a lot more of this. And I feel like the game engine is going to go the way of the CPU and it's going to be like three main people who make game engines just like CPUs. And maybe it's like a one size fits all like the Qualcomm, whatever for all the cell phones. Mm. Um, Or maybe it's like one gaming engine is specific for shooters, one specific for third person, whatever. Um, But I feel like what we've seen in the last two years is it's a getting a little bit much for game, even big game devs to make the game, make compelling characters, make a good storyline, do all that while developing a whole new game engine to make their 100%. games uh, up to date with uh, today's standards. And it's just too much. It's too much. So I think that's a fucking dope move to make because Unreal Engine 5 looks awesome. And it's like just partner yeah. with Unreal um, or who who's the well, parent look company? At what happened with Cyberpunk, right? And so it's like like you were saying, it's too many moving pieces. Mm-hmm. And so when you take a big chunk of that, that's what I thought about it too. I was like, yeah, when you take a huge chunk of the inner like you know framing of how the game is built and you outsource that then you can concentrate on writing a dope new witcher story exactly up with awesome quests and coming up with awesome villains for me to fight and figuring out how you're going to incorporate multiplayer and all of these other things right um so yeah i think it's a brilliant move on their part especially as still a relatively like smaller developer when compared to somebody like you know ea or freaking ubisoft or something like yes they've dropped a couple of huge games now but they still aren't like a massive uh developer so i think it's a really smart move to outsource some of that and i agree like i think that's a really clever analogy that we'll probably see that same streamlining that Mm -hmm. we've seen over time with uh cpus gpus right like it's just two companies that make graphics cards and like if a third player came in they'd probably just get crushed because those two companies just like eat up the whole market i think intel's Um, gonna try for it again i think they're releasing i heard rumors of that too i think that's for another podcast though (laughs) we'll talk that another day but yeah yeah, man i'm I'm stoked i'm stoked to see where they take it and i i agree 100 percent with your appraisal of the unreal situation yeah yeah because it's just like like, how much easier would that be to just like take a game engine that's already made and it looks fantastic and then just partner with uh epic games and then just be like okay 
We love how this looks. Can we just get these features in it? Because this is what we want to make our game possible. Absolutely. And then there's like, absolutely, we can do that. We just tweak a few things rather than having to fucking ground up, write all that code and like make all that like that's like that shit toppled halo infinite's development that's why that shit took so long and it's like Mm -hmm. just and then especially with the work from home shit and like all of the contract work that goes on in gaming like there's people that are like hired to code these fucking game engines and then their contract is up and it's so like okay so we actually need to change up this optimization it's like that dude's fucking gone and none of us know how to write it the same way that they did and it's just like well what do we do and then they're like i don't know we'll fucking patch it as best we can it's like great how's that gonna look and it's like it's gonna look janky and it's like all right so what we gotta do so i think this is a step in the right direction and i'm happy to see cd project red be like kind of the front runners for this for sure all right let's move on to this next one here this one is an odd one. So, and then I also love the fucking ads that are on this page, but PlayStation acquires Jade Raymond's Haven Studios. And yeah. this was, it's a studio that I'm going to, I'm going to say all this. Uh, they haven't even made a game. And yeah, like their main dude came from, where was it that they came from? I can't remember. Like, no, I don't remember, man. You're the yeah. PlayStation CEO guy. CEO and founder Jade Raymond. I don't. I can't. I know he's he's from some other studio, but like, I just laughed because like a bunch of people who I respect were like, "Oh shit! Like another one! Like what are you gonna do, Xbox? Like we got Haven Studios now, and it's just like, motherfucker, they haven't made a game yet. Like, what are we bragging about here? Like." like there's this fuck like all we know is their name and it's like and they're they were working on a game for playstation already great right? it was the so, i hope so, yeah, so. Were working on a game for playstation and then playstation was like hey you're working on a game for us and it's not even done yet let's buy them uh but you know what like i honestly when i read it like what i took from it originally is i was like good like good for sony i think that they're gonna continue to make small acquisitions like this like they're mm-hmm. not they're not going to do anything bethesda level because no. they don't have that microsoft bank so that makes total sense but they do want to protect their long-term investment and the fact that they have been that brand that has successfully had all of these huge first party ips yeah and if microsoft's going to go buy up some big companies then absolutely the intelligent thing to do as sony with your lesser bankroll is to start targeting smaller developers and it makes sense to target ones that you're already working with yeah so considering like you know they were developing a game for playstation but more importantly they were developing an exclusive game for playstation right Mm. so they'd already signed off that much that they were like yeah we're going to make this game just for ps5 um so yeah then it makes total sense to bring them under your umbrella. They're working on a PS5 exclusive. I think the important thing now, though, as you've touched on here, will be, well, yeah, how how good is that game? The, yeah. The proof will be in the pudding. To all how good all we have was. here is that it's a PS5 exclusive live service multiplayer IP. And I don't know what that means. Like live service. Like I've heard, uh, it's the same reason that Grand uh, Grand Turismo Seven is getting flamed right now. Is what live service would be like, kind of like online only. Like you can mm. only play the game through online. Uh, but is that so like yeah, Fortnite like, or like Warzone? Yeah, absolutely. So that can be good or bad. There's so maybe lots of live service games in the world. Is it well. like? But is it one of those? Like, because I think that's where Sony 
Sony's weakest point right now is is they don't have a flagship shooter. Like they don't have like hmm. any real flagship shooters that they can call their own. They're and third party, yeah. Like they have Call of Duty and stuff, but that's multiplayer. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so like even if they snap this company up just for like some technology that they had or mm-hmm. like some maybe innovative whatever, and maybe they just swept them up, but yeah, like I'm again cool. It's great that they're getting these these smaller dev teams mm-hmm. and they're kind of like nurturing um this relationship and hopefully something cool comes out of it but like i'm not gonna fucking like like hurrah a fucking studio because we sony acquired it like show me a game we don't know what they're making yet yeah Yeah. we don't even have like an image of the game we don't have a trailer nothing have like we have concept we have text exclusive and it's a live service game sweet oh my god game of the year already (laughs) yeah sick take that xbox you're done it's so yeah. funny like now that it's gonna be great we talked Good about this last week like Love now it. that we're outside of it like just seeing that type of twitter war shit go on like you're just like i'm exhausted looking at that like i'm just like yeah like it makes me tired and i've <laughs> felt that way about it for a long time to the point where like it made me spend less time on twitter because i was like i'll be scrolling down and it's just people just being like this sucks this sucks bitching or like rubbing what they do have that they think is good in the other side's face they yeah. can't just be like hey this game came out for but this console i own and it's really good i like it if you happen to own the same console as me you should play it like just leave it at that just enjoy the game yeah. say you liked the game but they have to be like man this game's so good and those losers who bought the other platform will never play it <laughs> yeah and it's like get over it exactly like today Ooh, even like cares. a bunch of people were talking about how awesome the new returnal um expansion is dlc yeah. is and i was like nice okay these are a bunch of nice tweets but then at the end they're like eating good over at the playstation side like haha like got it got co-op before halo how does that feel xbox and i was like why did you put that at the end of it like just like we don't need that fucking shittiness just like beat like like anyone would have just been happy for you but you had to take a hot turd at the end and it's just like yeah. like you don't need that <clears throat> you don't need exactly. that like, when uh when Returnal came out, I remember like saying that uh originally where I was just like, Yeah, I'm happy for my friends who bought the PS5 because I don't have that platform, but that game looks tight and like that's great. They'll get to play a good game that they love. And yeah. like I like it when good games come out on consoles that I love, so I'm happy for them. Like I just don't understand why more people can't adopt that attitude of yeah. just like I'm just happy people play games and that I can relate to them in the sense that like we're gamers and I don't really care what they fucking play or what they play it on, you know? Yeah. Like imagine if every game I played was the way that I treat guardians of the galaxy or ghost of Tsushima. Like that would just be awful. Like if I didn't have Elden ring or if I didn't have the souls games to just be like, I love these games. I love playing them over and over and over again. I would be like, I'm the shittiest gamer ever because all I do is just fucking hate play these games. And I feel like it's like what a lot of people do. It's just like, are there games that you like, bruh? Like, like what what are you doing here then? It kind of sounds like you hate everything. And they're just like, because it's shit. And you're like, well, what's a good game? And they're like, I don't know. They should just do better. And you're like, okay. Uh, I think part of the problem too is like people feed into it. Like I think like on YouTube, like when you know, like 
those sorts of titles and art- articles that are just like, here's why this game is trash. Like they get clicks and a lot of people true. like to hear the bitching and they like love rants. And so I think a lot of content creators get maybe overly motivated too, where like maybe they have a rant video blow up about something that they were actually mad about, but then they feel like they have to get mad about shit for the rest of their lives to get that same amount of clicks or something like it's 100% I true. think those can be motivators. Uh, there was a content creator I respect to like just the other day in a video I was watching was like, yeah, I don't want to bitch about this too much because I feel like if you go back and watch my early videos, like I spent way too much time just bitching about things I didn't like and not talking enough about things I do like. So I think, you know, some creators do eventually have the self-awareness to be like, oh, maybe I'm, you know, just the complainer guy now. But yeah, like I said, I think part of the reason it happens, like people like that shit, like people like to see people get angry. I don't know what it is, but like, 100% there's a reason true. doctor disrespect is huge, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I've baited yeah. like all of February. I baited half a million views on my channel for making bullshit videos. That was like, it was like Elden Ring looks bad. And I know it doesn't look bad. I don't think it looks bad, but there's some people who think that. And then all of the people that were like, fuck you, it doesn't look bad. They click on my video and then they're like, oh, he got me. And they're like, oh, okay. But the people that are like, fuck yeah, it does look bad. The game looks shitty. And then they go on, they're like, oh, he got me. And then that got so many views. And then I was like, that's all it takes is just make bullshit clickbait like that. And it works. You're right. It works. And it's a shame. And that's how the internet works. And everyone will be like, fucking clickbait. And you're like, hey, that's the way the internet works right now. I'm sorry. Especially when people like yourselves are like going full time and that's your bread and butter, man. Like, I don't, you can't like, don't hate the player, hate the game. Right. Exactly. It's not, it's no content creator's fault that like YouTube is so broken and that it likes the things that it does like, Mm -hmm. you know? And you're just like, like, nobody wants to sit there making those reactive faces in every thumbnail. Like we do that because we got told we should by some other content creator at some point. Right. Because that's how this shit works. Like no, no one's actually sitting there being like, you know what I love about making YouTube videos (laughs) is getting to do this. Yeah. (laughs) That's not, that wasn't choreographed. We just did it at the same time, but yeah, no, it's true. And then every, like for every person that leaves a comment under one of my videos and they're like, what's with all the, like the edits or like all of the, like the zoom ins or like whatever. And they're like, just like, keep it one thing. And you're like, cool, go start your own channel and do that and get all of no views. Cause everyone will get bored. Cause and have people leave the video within a minute because you talking in one straight camera shot with nothing interesting yeah Yeah. like i 100 do that on videos like if i click on a video and it's like fucking 10 minutes long i'll look through with my mouse and if it just looks like it's your face the entire time i'm out of that video like (laughs) like i'm not gonna just i i am ridiculous because i will watch a video if it's just someone like talking at their phone for an hour but i won't watch it i i listen to stuff like that yeah like a but, podcast, but I'll I'll often put on like long form videos of people analyzing a movie or something and just like listen to this guy talk about The Shining, but I don't need to watch him just sit there in his office chair talking about The Shining. Right? Yeah, that so. might just be good commentary, but like also like if I want to learn how to do something, I'm not going to click on the 10 minute video. I'm looking for any of the videos that can do it in under five minutes. Oh, 100%. When yeah. you're looking for a tutorial, that's you search by length. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All We're right. impatient creatures, man. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's like, oh, I want to learn it the thorough way. You're like, no, quick and dirty. Fix my problem. Let's yeah, go. you're like, I want 
to, I want to know how to do this now. Okay, I don't want to do math. What is the shortest path to put the donut in my mouth? Okay? <laughs> yeah, I want the goal is putting the donut in my mouth. I don't need ten minutes. All I want to know is how do you fucking use the lasso tool in Photoshop in three minutes? Okay, I don't want to fucking hear your story for for the first five minutes. Fuck you. Or like every recipe, tool, man. every ras, uh, fucking every recipe blog website. That's just like <laughs> the first eight paragraphs are their story of how they like came across all of the ingredients for this magical recipe. And you're like, fuck you. And you just scroll through all that and yeah. you look for that like little paragraph that's like, okay, there's the ingredients and that's how to cook it. Great. Online recipes are like the best example of that. It's just like best meatloaf ever. And you click on it and they're like, so my grandmother moved here from Hungary (laughs) when she was 45. And she brought this recipe, which was handed down to her through the following generations. And you're like, tell me how to make the fucking meatloaf, Susan. No one gives a shit. Yeah. I'm going to IP look up this fucking website. Find out where you live. Go to your grandmother's grave and take a shit on it. Okay. Because you're wasting my fucking time <laughs> all right let's move to this wow, next topic here <laughs> yeah ubisoft reportedly has 20 announcements and updates lined up for the near future including avatar skull and bones and more and i was not surprised by this ubisoft is massive and they have like little sister companies and they're clearly been working on shit so yeah they probably have a lot to announce 20 is still a lot, though. That like, is a I, lot. That was my reaction. I was like, even for a big developer, 20 is a big claim. Uh, but I would I would assume that when we say 20 announcements, like many of those might just be kind of more like indie size, you know, smaller titles and stuff like or I'm even just updates have... to current games that are out. That's true. Right. 20 announcements doesn't mean 20 new, you know, three star IPs or something. But it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, it's 20, exactly. it's exactly that. It's 20 announcements, not 20 new IPs. So yeah, I think that's important. I don't even know sure. what's going, like, I don't know all of the Ubisoft games. So, like, what's new in Ubisoft land right now? Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, that just got a DLC, Asian. didn't it? Uh, yep, and Far Cry 6, which is out currently, uh, which I'm also playing. It's pretty good. Didn't you finish it with your friends already? No, we finished uh, four, New Dawn, and five, and then we're playing six currently. My buddy beat it with my other friend, but I I haven't beaten it yet, but we're playing through it together. Jesus. Okay. This is a big list. Okay. Let's take a look here. Yeah. Like, what just came out in 2021? Yeah, Far Cry 6. Yeah, they put out so many goddamn games. Scott Pilgrim discovery tour like look at all this shit like riders republic mm-hmm. just oh, yeah, dance I about riders republic that looked pretty good monopoly madness so yeah like I didn't they know could ram- just dance. they could ramble off 20 fucking announcements easily like look That's at all fair, yeah. look at Tom all this Clancy's shit rainbow six i didn't know they made rainbow six as well or i think i did at one point and forgot yeah rainbow six extraction looked kind of cool. avatar that must mean the the next avatar movie is going to be coming isn't it coming out this year it's or supposed two? to come out this year yeah avatar 2 i don't know i don't know how it's gonna go i think it's they There's supposed to be five of them total, exactly i thought i think they waited too long the shit took- no so his i i read this interview about this where he was like i want it to be that long in between every one of them because 
I want to wait until technology has moved fo- forward enough that every time you go see an Avatar movie in theater, you're like, what the fuck? Like every one of them should push the limit. And the first one was the first movie ever that was filmed in 3D. Yeah. So they literally built 3D cameras to film the first Avatar. And they were the first ones um, to film like the Mandalorian. Like they fucking like had it all rigged up where you could see all that shit in real time. So, like, mm-hmm. wherever they pointed the camera, they could see the 3D environment that it was in. So that's pretty... But, like, they're going to wait that long in between each sequel? Is James Cameron even going to be alive by the fifth one? I have no idea, but that was what he said in the interview. He was like, each Avatar movie that comes out needs to push the envelope just as hard as the first one did, where when people saw it in the theaters, they were like, wow, I've never seen anything like that. You have to go see it. It's such an experience. And so, yeah, he's like, I can't put them out one or two years after each other because technology just doesn't move that fast. So it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe he's intending to hand the reins over and have some of them come out after he's dead. I have no idea. But that's apparently his long term vision for the series. That's that's pretty wild. What the fuck? Ubisoft is making Mario and Rabbids. Yeah, Mario and Rabbids. So uh, it's on Switch. And uh, that'll be a sequel. The first one's already on Switch. It, d- it did pretty good. It's apparently like kind of like XCOM. It's like a strategic battle game, but it just Weird. features Mario and the Rabbids characters. It's really strange. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like kid-friendly XCOM, from what I understand. All right, so this is all 2022. Like, even just count this shit, like, Trivial Pursuit, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, But 11, these are 12. already announced. So they're saying they have 20 things other than this, as far as we know, like... That's fucked. It is, right? That just, like, like kind of shows you the scope of how big, like, of Ubisoft They're, they're is. massive. Yeah, they are massive. Like, that's a conglomerate. Like, that's fucking, like, they're, like, that's huge. They're uh, up there with EA for sure, as yeah. far as just like the the giant players in the industry for sure. Yeah, uh, let's move on to this next subject here. Uh, and like I knew this was going to be the way, and we kind of talked about this before we went live. Um, Hogwarts Legacy will seemingly cost seventy dollars on PS5 and Xbox Series consoles with no upgrade paths. And yeah, yeah like if people are getting away with charging seventy dollars for games. Yeah, all games are going to follow. They're going to make well. Why not? Why not just charge seventy dollars? It's, like, it's right. funny because smart delivery was something that Xbox pushed pretty hard at the beginning. as something that was going to set the Series X and S aside from the PS5. But I mean, I even thought of that right when it first got announced because they're just like, we're going to make this available to all the developers, and it's just going to be this amazing thing. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to make it available, but how many of them are going to use it? Right? Yeah, And so Xbox does a great job of using it with its own titles, obviously, right? Like yeah. Their first party IPs will continue to use smart delivery 100% of the time, I would expect. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, for anything that is cross platform. So like, you know, Halo Infinite, anything like that, it's always going to be smart delivery. But yeah, like uh, 2K is the same way, man. I bought NBA 2K 22 and I can only play it on my Series X. I have a 1S in my bedroom no 2k in the bedroom i would have to go pay a separate fee 
and I would have to start a whole new career mode and I wouldn't have my same save file. It'd be a totally different game technically. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, you know, it's becoming more and more common. It's just one of those things that we have to live with. It's part of a new console generation coming out, right? Like when games released on the PS three and the PS four, it's not like if you bought the PS three game on a disc that they were just going to give you the PS four game. Like this is just kind of nope. part of moving forward straight with hardware. Up. Yeah. Straight didn't work um yeah i don't don't like it more than anybody guys like i don't i don't like paying a bunch of money for games but like we talked about that a bit before we went live like you said like you know and we talked about it a bit last week that you don't you don't have to buy every game when it's 70 dollars, right if uh if hogwarts is super important to you you're a massive harry potter nerd i know tons of people are just like super chomping at the bit to play this game awesome pay the 70 bucks i'm sure it'll be good yeah uh but for lots of people i think uh, especially in today's economy, you know, get a service like Game Pass, get PS Plus. They give you like two free games a month, you know, uh, game on PC. There's tons of free games. There's like a free game every week on Epic. Uh, there's a lot of ways to game frugally. And if you need to do that, there's tons of ways. Wait till things go on sale. I yeah. do that with the majority of games. I wait till they're $40, $50, $20. Lots of stuff goes on sale. You might not play it right at launch. Uh, you don't need to play every game at launch. It's totally. okay. You know, there's so yeah. many games out there these days that you can get for cheap that are going to be great experiences. Uh, but I think people just really like, they just have the FOMO so hard. Hard, super hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like really I didn't play hard. Guardians of the Galaxy when it first came out. Thank God. But, <laughs> but, but I, play, I played it now and it's like, yeah, like if fucking Jay Retro was hard on Hogwarts Legacy, he wouldn't buy it for his fucking 1S in his bedroom. He would buy it on his main platform, whatever platform that he's on the most. And yep. for 2K, you got it for your Series X, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, he didn't buy it for his 1S. He bought it on the platform that he's going to be the most on. It's going to be the most available. And it's like, does it suck that you can't like kind of cloud play it across all your platforms? Yeah, that'd be a fucking super dope feature if you could do that with all games. But are you super butthurt about it? It's like, not really. Like I'm playing it on my main console all the times that I want to play it. And it'd be a nicety if I could have it on my other one. Um, Yeah, like I just knew this was going to be the way. I knew there was no way that games on PlayStation we're going to be able to be charged $70 for without every other place following suit and being like they're able to get $10 more why don't we do that 100% yeah 100% and honestly like everything's going up in cost right now Everything. with fucking gas like milk is going to cost $100 by next week at the cost of gas right now right? So <laughs> lactose like- intolerant don't drink milk <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna starve to death at a wasteland but like it's, it, it is what it is guys uh all i'm saying is that you know everything goes up in cost over time yeah it sucks the games are 70 dollars now but it's just like that was that was gonna happen guys it was gonna happen uh you know they can use whatever excuse they want to use and say like oh the new consoles are really hard to develop for and whatnot and that, and that may be part of it games are bigger and bigger and bigger the development cost of a Far Cry 6 or a Witcher 3 is obviously higher than the development cost of a Mario 64, right? So it's like, yeah, things get more challenging over time. But I also think part of it is just like, 
inflation is killing everyone, they they're going to have to give their employees raises and pay, yep. their, pay their employees more because inflation went up and that money has to come from somewhere. But like I said, like you don't have to let the FOMO get to you so bad that you're like, but I have to play every game at launch and I have to pay $70 for all these games because my friends are playing them. And I know it's like, just let it go, man. Just there's a ton of fun stuff out there to play that you can play for less money. And then, you know, the game is not going to be $70 forever. It'll yeah. probably be at least $50 in two months. So wait a couple yeah. months. It'll go there's on lots sale. Of sales. Yeah. There are people that I know that I know that are literally turning themselves broke by buying all of these games day one. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, how do you keep up with all this? I'm like, I don't. And I'm like, I don't, dog. Like, I play the games that I like. And then the other games that I know I won't like, I go, I'm happy for the people that were excited for that game. Now my type of game. And if it just happens to go on like Game Pass, or maybe it's tw- it's like on Super Sale, and there's like, and I've got like, an extra Amazon gift card or something for some reason I can pick it up. I'm like, all right, I'll pick it up. Just like you, like if something like goes on like super ridiculous sales, like, you know what? I will try red redemption to red dead redemption too. It's like, I will get that, but don't drive yourself broke buying all these fucking games day one. If like, we've talked about this so many times, if you have gamed for any more than like a month, you know what type of games you like. Like you've like you you play things and you're like, I like that. I don't like that. So why would you just buy everything day one? Like I appreciate people giving new games a chance, but also if you don't have the means to do so, don't feel bad about it. Yeah. But if it's a game I, you follow, buy it day one. Like, and I think that in the, like there's not gonna be that many games that you feel that hardcore about. Like, I, I told so many people, uh, you know, with this generation that were gamers that were maybe not like and we're we're pretty hardcore. We have a podcast about gaming and we game a lot. But I had so many friends that were just like, hey, I like gaming and just as like a hobby, like mm-hmm. I'm not obsessed like you are. Uh, you know, what should I do? I don't have a ton of money to spend. And that's why my main suggestion this generation for all those like more casual folks is I was like, you get a Series S and you get Game Pass and you're just probably fine there, honestly, for most casual gamers. Like you'll get some shooters, you'll get some sports games, you'll get some racing games, you'll get a bunch of different content and you're good because those those people aren't the sort of people that are sitting there being like i need to get these new games at 70 dollars because they're not watching like 80 youtube videos about gaming all day like we are right so it's like whatever they could get game pass and a series s and be super super happy uh so it's like yeah you don't you don't need to drive yourself nuts just trying to play everything totally i always that's sad to me yeah, my friends who, uh, like, people who ask me, they're like, like, you know what, like, I like the idea of, like, playing games, like, in my downtime, what would you suggest? And I'll ask them, and I'll be like, what was the last game that you played and you really enjoyed? And if they say, like, a Nintendo game, I'm like, well, you should get a Nintendo Switch. Or, like, you should mm-hmm. get, like, a Switch Lite or something like that. Yeah. Or if they say, like, a game that I know is cross-platform, I'll 100% be like, get a Series S. Like it, like they're plentiful. You can like I always see them yeah, in you stock. Can find them easily. Now. Yeah, yep. like you could buy one on Amazon and it's there in two days. <laughs> I even have a friend, the one that got Battlefield, 
that and then had a shit time with it, I almost just want to be like, bruh, like, I know you've always been a PlayStation dude, but maybe you should just get an Xbox and get Game Pass because you don't have that much time to devote. You would have got Battlefield anyway because they're going to put it on Game Pass. There you go. I felt bad, too, because, like, that game, like, went on. Didn't it go on sale, like, fucking super quick? Like, it was, like, yep. it felt like two weeks, and it was, like, already, like, $30 off. And my buddy I'm pretty pay- sure it, if it's not already on Game Pass, it's coming very soon as well. Like, it basically it went on Game Pass early, went on sale early, because, yeah, it was a disaster at launch. But, like, all of the previous Battlefields that are supposedly better are all on Game Pass. Exactly. Because right? it has EA Play. So Yeah. So, yeah, for a lot of people, like, I kind of, I like, if PlayStations were more available, like, I know it's getting better, mm-hmm. but it's still hard for, like, I get tons of people constantly messaging me, like, how did you get your PS5? I'm like, dude, that was so long ago, and I'm still like fucking mm. weirded out, like how it's so hard to get one still. Like I, I, like I remember get we got we both got our consoles like at launch in November of what was it 2020, and yeah, then literally day one, yeah, yeah, and then we were both just like, yeah, they're gonna be hard to get, but no way after the new year. Like, well, they like you won't have to yeah. line up. Like, you'll be able to just walk in Best Buy and buy one, like, after the new year, I bet. Like, after the holiday rush. And here we are, like, fucking two and a half, almost three years later. And it's, like, it's still hard to get one. And then just with how scarce it is to get, like, a PlayStation, I'm almost just like, yeah, fucking get a Series S, dude, for most people. It's it's my pro- that's a, I was going to say that's another huge reason that it creeped up into being like the easy suggestion for most of my friends that ask me is like you said, they're plentiful. So I'm like, well, it's the easiest one to find. And the bang for your buck of it, if you are a bit like just a more casual gamer that's only going to play a couple titles at a time and whatnot, then it's like, yeah, it's crazy good value to just get a Series S and and game pass right and yeah it'd be a good way to dip your toes and then like my one buddy who i told that did that and then did eventually go buy a ps5 as well because once he had the series s he got super into gaming but like at that point that's a smarter investment because now you know gaming's like one of your main hobbies and you're stoked on having both both consoles right but when he came to me asking me originally he hadn't owned a console since like the xbox 360 yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'll get a Series S, like dip your t- dip your toes in the pool with the Series S, right? Like it's so affordable. You can find one anywhere. You'll get Game Pass and try it out. And then if you get addicted to gaming, then you can buy a PS5 too or a sick RGB laden gamer girl PC or whatever. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. And there's like, and the people that are like, I love God of War. I love uh, Uncharted. And it's like, those are my favorite favorite games and it's like okay you answered your own question like you know you got to get a playstation because that's the only place you can play Mm -hmm. those games um one thing that i really like about the series s and at first i was kind of like oh i wasn't able to get a series x and it's like i'm gonna miss out because i'm like i'm not gonna have the graphical fidelity of the series x but like to be truthfully honest i don't notice i don't notice all of the games that i've been able to play on it uh, have a performance mode and play at 60 frames per second. That's all I want. And even yep. games that don't, like I know Dying Light 2 doesn't play at 60 FPS on Series S. It's like, I think anyone who, who we just labeled off, who we would suggest that to, if they got Dying Light 2, they would just be like, 
dope, a new Dying Light game. They would not be like, oh, shitty, it's not in 60 FPS. It's like, I don't think you've never played it. Especially for more casual gamers, they wouldn't notice as much. Yeah. Um, And I think, yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's another reason that I've been suggesting the Series S to everybody is because I bought the Series X at launch. And then after a few months of using it, switched from my 4K 60 FPS TV to a 1080p high frame resolution monitor Mm -hmm. and was just like, Oh, I could have I could have just got the Series S as well because now I'm only playing in 1080p at high frame rates anyway. I do think there are more games that run at 120 on Series X. So I, I think there's way more. Yeah, I benefit in that regard. But all in all, like I could have got by with the Series S very easily, and I still would have been happy with the purchase. It's neat that I have those extra bells and whistles, but especially for people that aren't as super into gaming as I am. I'm like, yeah, it makes way more sense to go with the Series S. Like, even I could have and would have been fine. It's nice having a disc drive. You know, I can watch The Shining on Blu-ray. I guess that's great. <laughs> I Like, it still blows my mind at how many people, their console is their entertainment unit. So it's mm-hmm. it's how they watch Netflix. It's how they, like, listen to Spotify. It's how they do so many things. And I'm just like, yep. And I'm like, wow, really? And I'm like, and I'm, and I even like had a poll. Tons a while of ago. households. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, do you still play in your living room on a TV for your, and that's your main gaming center. And lots of people are like, yeah, that's where I game. Most like, people I would say that are console gamers still game on a TV in their living room. That is pretty far away from them. Which yeah. like For the record, for those of you watching at home, is the worst way to play video games. Like, get yourself a monitor and improve the quality of your life. Yeah, like, I kind of get it for some people, but, like, you, like when I was in my, my one-bedroom apartment, uh, I, like, never gamed in the living room. I was always at my desk where my computer was, mm-hmm. and then I just dedicated one of the monitors to being my gaming monitor. And then yeah. so I could be on the on the computer while I'm like, so if I'm ever stuck in a game, I can just like quickly go, all right, here we go. Um, it Again, it's our personal preference. And for the casual gamer, maybe the couch and their living room TV is their personal preference. Blows my mind, but. I would argue that for 90% of people, you would have a better experience on a monitor if you're just talking about your own uh, a performance in the game and appreciation of, of the game visually. I think having it closer is better. However, one thing that the TV and the living room setup is obviously better for is couch co-op. So if you're in a household where you have kids and everybody shares the console or you're all playing Mario Kart and Smash Bros together for player, then like, yeah, you want to have it on a big screen and that makes yeah. total sense. But to me, it's like if you play... Uh, like let's say you're a ps5 owner like you were saying and your favorite games are like uncharted and god of war and like those sorts of games i'm like no man like get on a monitor like you're gonna have such a nicer experience yeah uh just right up it's crazy what a big difference it made to me when i moved from playing on my like wall mounted tv to playing on a monitor on a desk and yeah because the, the the game changer for me was because i started gaming on the laptop so i got a pc for the first time in years and i was like oh my god i like this so much better 
Why do I like so <laughs> oh much Oh my better? God, I like this so much better. Honestly, though, yeah. like, I, was, I was really blown away by it. And I was just like, man, what is it about the PC gaming experience that I like so much? And when I boiled it down, I was like, okay, well, there's a few things. And like one of it is that I play a lot of shooters and keyboard and mouse is sick for that. So that was definitely a huge part of it. But I was like, no, I'm pretty sure a, an even bigger part of it was that I was just enjoying having the game right here. Right? Yeah, so I, I was like, oh, what when I play on a laptop, I'm sucked into the desk and I'm right in there with the laptop screen. So then once I got the external monitor, it was just such an easy decision to be like, well, now I just play everything on this. Yeah, like, this is just this I would say that for most monitor. people and let them live their journey, even though they're wrong and they're playing on their fucking living room TV like a boomer. That's your journey. That's the way. Yeah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> 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 We're right do what we say we're here to help you out yeah. um okay this next article i don't think is a win and people are making it a win i think it's a loss oh. former playstation inclusive godfall arrives on xbox this april that game is a pile of dog shit and it's like yeah, I that don't care that should just continue to be a failure on PlayStation. Was Godfall not already a free PlayStation Plus game because it was such a failure? I'm so, pretty sure it was. Dog shit game. Later on, they have like this like battle multiplayer section of it that they made available for the PlayStation. Oh, so, okay. so it wasn't the whole game on PS. It wasn't Plus. the whole dog shit game. It was just a piece of dog shit that you got it to was, have. They just scraped off part of the turd. Yeah. That for free. Okay. And it's like, okay, for for the people that are on Xbox that are like, yo, Sony ponies, your fucking game's on our fucking platform now. How does that feel, bitches? And it's like, dude, it sucks. <laughs> it's like yeah, that no. game sucks. MLB was a win. MLB on Game Pass was huge because that was a Sony Studios game. And when that first happened with not this newest MLB, which is also coming to Game Pass, but last MLB, the show. Yeah, that was earth-shattering news and it was out of the blue too it was just weird out of the blue and it was crazy that like not only did they allow this game that had always been a playstation exclusive and frankly like a pretty good money-making playstation exclusive because it's the only major baseball game out there uh licensed baseball game out there um to not only come to xbox but to drop on game pass day one like that was actually wild and it did like give me such interesting feelings firing up my series x turning on that game and having the playstation studios logo flash across my screen yeah you're like what's going on <laughs> yeah i'm sitting there with my xbox controller in my hand just being like this is weird this feels kind of dirty but this to <laughs> me i'm just like yeah i don't know there's there's nothing about this game that it's not like it's a legendary playstation franchise yeah like if they were like Final Fantasy VII Remake coming to Xbox. That would be news. That right? would be huge. Uncharted Trilogy huge. coming yes. to yeah. Game Pass, right? Like, yeah. that would be like, whoa. This to me, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's still cool to see more stuff like this happening was the only positive thing that I could say about it. Like, uh, MLB this year is not only going to be on Xbox again, but it's coming to Nintendo now for the first time ever. So now, yeah. that's, now it's actually going fully cross-platform, even though it's a Sony-developed game. Personally, uh, so I, yeah, I, I feel like... interesting. Yeah. Personally, I feel like sports games 
I feel like that's wrong for those to be exclusive to a console. I feel like I those agree. should be multi-plats. I don't think that's fair to make MLB fans have to play on a certain platform. And I think um, if it is, because it, it is a Sony studio that makes MLB the show, I think they just mm-hmm. saw the money loss. They were just like, I think it's kind of dumb to just not have it, it on Xbox. It was something that came up in the conversation when I was convincing my buddies to buy the Series X with me. Like, because we kind of, you know, we jumped from PS4 to Series X. And, uh, you know, I had to kind of proposition my two friends with my reasons of why I wanted to get the Series X and whatever. And definitely for my buddy Ben, like, he's the biggest baseball fan in the world. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh gonna suck to have to let go of the show but okay so it was hilarious for us when it did end up coming over to xbox because he was like oh that was one of the main reasons i hesitated but (laughs) it made me think right like wouldn't that suck if you're somebody like you said who it's just like you love baseball so much like my buddy ben and then maybe you're in a position where you're like yeah i love halo and i love gears and i really like xbox's other titles better i i don't really love any of these playstation titles but i just fucking love baseball man so i'm on playstation right like i'm sure there's some people that were in that position where mlb was kind of the main thing tying them to that platform yeah uh but i agree like sports games every other major sport game is cross-platform but of course every other major sports game isn't developed by a hardware manufacturer yeah right so Touché. that was what made mlb the the outlier so yeah it's cool uh, to see them play ball haha <laughs> Uh, when it comes to that game. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So this next topic here. This is uh, one of our last. Uh, cutting edge PSVR 2 presentations scheduled for GDC. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. But I think for PSVR 2, God, that name, uh, to be successful is... These games have to not be on a fucking roller coaster track that you just like sit there and observe Um, from the bit. Even like people are like, oh, look how fucking dope the horizon thing looked for VR2. And I'm like, that looked like a roller coaster ride that you're on. And you're just you got these goggles on and you're and you're just like, "Ooh, I'm looking at the world of horizon (laughs) with some shitty half-baked story, I bet. And they like it's got to be more than that. It's got there's got to be something brand new that's like that's going to make the average person be like I need VR. Cuz like show me the Half-Life Alex for PSVR 2 basically cuz P- Half-Life Alex was the first time that it's somebody that I have had the same criticisms of VR that it all just kind of is more of a novelty than a full game. And Half-Life Alex was the first VR game of any kind that I saw some footage for where I was like, okay, that looks like an actual fully fleshed out video game. Yeah. In VR. It's like Beat Saber's cool in the mall <laughs> where you can try it out. And it's like, no one's going to buy shit for Beat Saber. And it's like, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, like overall, I'm skeptic. I'm still like, you... you I need some convincing to to shell out the kind of money that they're probably going to ask for. Like, I can't remember how mm. much the original PSVR was, but it wasn't cheap. And I doubt this one it was like five hundred dollars. Yeah, it was console Canadian. price. Canadian. So it was like three fifty for those of you south of the border. Let's quickly so can you do, do me a, a favor. Can you zoom in? Zoom in on the controller, mm-hmm. uh, either of the controllers on that uh, image there. 
and just show us that because I think if I'm not mistaken. So I think what we got there is some analog sticks, guys. I think these yeah. are analog sticks on the controllers, which to me implies that you would be able to design full games where characters actually walk around because yeah. you have analog sticks, right? So that was the problem with PSVR 1, I guess, if that's what we're supposed to call it now. Uh, but you just had the stupid freaking, you know, the like pleasure wands from your girlfriend's <laughs> yeah. nightstand that you flash around, right? That just had like trigger buttons on them and freaking little glow balls so these to me like for all my criticisms of vr in general and sony's really dumb naming convention here when i look at you know just this first image of the hardware i'm like yeah that looks more like what we see with the oculus rift when i think you know that's part of why the oculus rift was able to pull off stuff like half-life alex is because it had controllers that were more cleverly designed to make games that are not just roller coaster rides yeah uh so yeah hopefully that change with the style of the hardware to make it more similar to basically holding a normal playstation controller because to me like these essentially look like nintendo switch joy cons that you hold with cool things that go over your hands which like that's cool yeah all right i'm into that yeah i'm still it's like i gotta see some fucking cool games just just like anything but it i don't know it's a it's it's one of those things where it's like this could be the next big thing in gaming but it's got to get past that infant infancy level where it's just like what I'm playing now is looks way better than what you're offering me on this like totally immersive thing. Um, yeah, I'm really interested to see like how successful it is and or if it's like another one of those like things that Sony did and hyped it up a little bit and then kind of yeah. just like shuffled it to, to the side and was just like, I really think for me, like no matter how good VR gets, I'm too old to entirely move gaming to VR. Like, yeah. I don't think I'll ever be able to let go of just sitting in front of a screen with a controller or a mouse and keyboard or whatever, because that's how I always grew up with video games existing as yeah. a medium. So in the same way that people still listen to vinyl records, maybe in 20 or 30 years, I'll be really the old guy for still playing video games the traditional way. But that's OK, because in 20 or 30 years, I'm going to be really old anyways. Yeah. So I'm comfortable with that. Uh, that it might leave me an outlier. But I, I just hope that traditional video games don't get killed by VR and like the, the normal popular media sphere. I wouldn't want uh, traditional movies to die because of VR. Same thing, right? Like I just, I have appreciation for these older uh, forms of entertainment and I, I just hope that they don't get wiped off the map and that in the future, everyone's just like, it's like ready player one. And everyone just comes home and puts their freaking helmet on and just like lives in freaking Fertopia. If it gets to that level, <laughs> like that would be dope. And I think most people are going to want to live that life. But like, yeah, like a lot of us are ADHD and like having a fucking VR headset on is big commitment because you can't just like stop and play on your phone when. <laughs> like maybe that's the other reason i hate vr like yeah. part of it i think is my vision in that it makes me kind of sick sometimes like i get vertigo 
But man, I never considered that that like because I used to say that as well, that I was like, I like being able to pause the game and get a beer or get a coffee or go to the bathroom or vape or check my messages or like, I don't know. It's like if you're in VR and then it breaks the immersion so much to take the whole helmet off and everything. Yeah. Right. So VR is sort of similar to what we were saying about these big RPGs where it's like, I almost feel like I'd have to have an afternoon booked off. Right. Like, yeah, that's yeah. big commitment to take people away from their smartphones. And it's like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, like everything I could be like invested in Elden Ring. I'm still looking at my phone and like doing stupid shit. Like, every few minutes I hate how hooked we all are to these pieces of shit and i'm like i am one of the worst for it like i live alone there's no one here to distract me and i'll freaking sit down on the couch and be like man i can't wait to watch this movie i've been stoked to see this movie for like three goddamn months and it's finally on a streaming service that i have i'm gonna watch this movie tonight and i will check my phone numerous times throughout that movie and get distracted from what's happening on screen for like 10 minutes i'll be like doom scrolling facebook and i'll be like what the fuck why am i doing this in the middle of the new ghostbusters what is wrong with me <laughs> Like, it's painful. Dude, I just like, need to start going back to movie theaters just because I am polite enough that when I go to the movies, I straight up turn my freaking phone off. Totally. And it's like, I need the the movie theater to remind me to pay attention to the goddamn movie. Like, it's gotten that bad. Dude, I'll be like, I'll be watching a thing and then also watching YouTube on my phone while like something yeah. Like, I've got like three things going on at all times. And it's just like, yeah, like VR? Yeah. Are you like... Are you kidding me? It's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't even care if, like, Jessica Rabbit is blowing me in the game. Like, it's not like, I'm not like, I'm still going to be like, I want to be on my phone right now. <laughs> so, I kind of care. Um, but no, you're right, man. Like, it's, it's funny. My one buddy who's like the most into VR and owns the PSVR and was like talking about how PSVR is too, too is cool and that how he'll want to buy it at some point. Uh, is also the guy I know who is the worst for what you're describing of that whenever we're gaming, he always has at least one other television on with a sports game or something on in the background, yep. right? He'll, like, react, and we're like, what? Like, did you get shot at? And he'll be like, no, like, the Mariners guy threw a bad pitch. Like, he's always watching some sort of game in the background. Um, and so, yeah, it's funny, like, that he also loves VR, right? Because it's like, yeah, you, you can't multitask with VR. I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, I know you wanted to talk about this. Uh, tell us more. You touch on it a little bit, but tell us more about these new, the first set of Mario Kart 8 DLC tracks that dropped. Yeah, man, it's sick. There's more at once than I expected. We did get two entire new GPs. So eight tracks split into four tracks. So there's four tracks in each GP, right? Um, super sick. I'm really happy with it. A lot of them are going to be tracks that you might know already if you played mm -hmm. a bunch of the other Mario cars, because most of these are coming from like DS, uh, even some Game Boy Advance ones. Some of them are from Mario Kart Tour, the cell phone game they put out. So I thought that was kind of cool. And yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the the final track of the second GP, Ninja Hideout, is up there in the best kart tracks I've ever played in any kart game. It's so beautiful and just like intricate and cleverly designed. Uh, I'm really stoked on it. I do think... As I commented on earlier, the art style is a little different mm -hmm. than the core game. I don't think it's a problem 
I don't think that I could look at it and say, this doesn't look as good, but I do see why certain content creators kind of picked it out in early screenshots and were, and like you could frame it as them putting in less effort. But I think what it was, was staying more true to the original design and style of those tracks for the most part. I think we touched on this in a previous episode. Yeah. mm -hmm. So it was less just like, yeah, well, we got a weekend to fucking ramble this out. It was more just like we want we want to accurately represent the original track as best as possible. Yeah, whereas the ones like because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe already has a bunch of tracks that are pulled out of old games. And so the arguments that people made is like, well, they sure put a new coat of paint on those ones more. Like, why didn't they do that here? I really do think it was just shift in artistic intent, basically, Mm. that they, you know, decided or maybe they wanted to give this whole booster pack a bit of a look of its own to kind of differentiate it a bit from the core game. That makes sense. Because when you look at the menu, like there are 12 overall GPs, I think in deluxe. And when you click over to the tab, it makes you go to a whole new tab to pull up the GPs for the DLC. There's going to be 12 new GPs. So we're literally doubling the amount of content that's in the game. And as I've said before, this sort of is your Mario Kart 9, at least for now. It's literally as much content as if you were getting a Mario Kart 9. Just They're just putting it in Mario Kart 8. And so I think it makes sense to give all that new content a bit of a look of its own to a degree. Because it essentially, it's the closest thing we're getting to a new Mario Kart. Give it a bit of its own feel. Like, it's obviously still Mario Kart 8. But I like the art style they went with, even though it's a little less like realistic or like whatever you want to call it my next question is like how long did you ponder on that like while playing it was it like was it constantly like you thought about it or like were you like almost immediately like this is rad like this is just i feel feel like so the first time that i played through all the tracks i feel like it didn't even occur to me because I was just so busy being like, oh my God, new Mario Kart tracks. This is amazing. And they Mm. all played well, and I was having fun playing them. And then it was like the second time I played through all the tracks, I was like, oh yeah, the art style. People had commented on that. (laughs) So then the second time I played Mm. through, I was very conscious of it, because it became almost like the whole point of my second playthrough. Yeah, And I was still playing the game and enjoying the game, but I was really just kind of like evaluating that. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, it does look different. Like the trees definitely look less like trees in real life and more like trees in Super Nintendo world or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, like uh, by the time I was done that second playthrough, I sort of was just like, this does not detract from my enjoyment of this content whatsoever. Like, I just came to that conclusion that I was just like, I don't care how it happened. I don't know whether it was some guy at Mario cutting corners and he didn't want to come in and work on Sunday or whether it was that, you know, they were just like, no, we want to give it its own feel or whether it was that they wanted to be more true to the original tracks. I don't know. But I do know that I had a freaking blast with the Mario Kart DLC. I'm super happy with it. And it definitely really justifies the expansion pack if you have switch online for me because then like even if you don't like animal crossing which is the other free dlc like me i don't really play animal crossing you're getting the mario kart expansion pack and then you're getting all of those genesis and super nintendo and n64 games and everything for 50 bucks a year i think that's a great value personally so i'm stoked 
Yeah. Like, I kind of assumed that's kind of how it was going to go. That it was just like one of those things where it's like, you notice it for a minute and then you're like, this doesn't detract from my experience. <laughs> like, and then also, like, the fact that this is just phase one. And there's like still so much more content coming out. And it's like, I think that's cool. I think that's a huge win. Absolutely. Like I had so much fun with those two GPs. And then like, I was thinking that too. I was like, it's so wild that I'm going to have that same amount of fun again in like just a short while. They'll drop another chunk. It's it's like, I think it's a smart way they're doing it, not just releasing it all at once. I yeah. like the idea of doing it in waves for sure. Totally. Um. All right. I think... Even though, like you said, you didn't get to spend too much time in it, I still think your time with Final Fantasy counted. Uh, okay. Do we want to keep it okay. on the on the list for yeah, the man, wheel? Keep of it wheels? on the wheel. Keep okay. it on the wheel. We're not taking anything off that wheel to like complete those games. Okay. Okay. I'm, and then I'm to set it to set it straight with all of our viewers, we're not a hundred percenting these games. We're not platinuming these games finish the base story and i think that counts yeah see the credits yeah see <laughs> you know yeah that's how we knew we beat games back in the old days guys. yeah there was no trophies there was no achievements it was like once the credits rolled you were like i did it i beat that game i saw the credits unless you did it on easy mode in which case your older sibling made fun of you and was like <laughs> no you have to beat it on the real mode you idiot yeah but if you played it on medium or whatever and you saw the credits roll then your older sibling would have been like yeah good work you yeah. beat your first video game that's what beating that, a video game is like. for guardians i just kept it on the normal mode i didn't <clears throat> i didn't go to the harder modes i was like no nope, i just want to fucking get through this game dude i could have went I on easy go to mode. The mode on shit I play a million games. I'm like, yeah. I don't go to the easy mode ever, but I yeah. play like a hundred percent of everything on normal. Yeah. So yeah, it's play on medium. Okay. So remind medium. me of this gross list. So I've got FF seven remake cyberpunk on the wheel anymore. We have to add them every time we should have wrote it down, dude. <clears throat> like I, oh, there is a save feature here. I guess I, I was going to say, I was like, I thought I just assumed that the wheel would be all like pre-built. <laughs> oh man. I assumed that the Wheel of Wisdom would know this already. Okay. Oh, my God. Now I got to think. Uh, so, yeah, there's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Halo. Halo Infinite. Cyberpunk 2077. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Breath of the Wild. Mario Kart 8. Yeah, but you finished that already. Uh, on, I guess I beat it on normal. I've seen the credits a couple times. Yeah. You're right. Technically, that counts. Uh, that I will play on the harder mode. I think card games are one of the only things that I'm obsessive about enough that I do that. I like to yeah. pretty much platinum out card games. Oh, and you um, said you didn't finish uh, Witcher. No, I beat I beat The Witcher. Oh, I, it's I the DLC the that you didn't finish. The D DLCs I didn't finish, and I'm waiting to play them till the patch comes out. Okay, I'm fair. literally not going to reinstall that game until they patch it, and then as soon as they do, I'm going to reinstall it and just binge the hell out of that game. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else right now that I'm playing through the storyline of. I don't think so, really. Like, I'm playing NBA and stuff, but I don't, I don't really count sports those, games. Those don't count, because those are games, Even like you said... Yeah, that you're like when I got a few hours and I can just like dip in, yeah. dip out. Those are your games for that. So these yeah. are like these are your your jammies with the blinds closed fucking games. Yeah, that's true. OK, yeah. If we're just going with titles that we have to bury. I feel like that's in. fair. I think it's a fair Miles list. Morales. 
throw Miles Morales on okay. that for me. I bought that. I never really duck, dipped into it too much. I'd like to. I'd like to finish that as well. Okay, I think we're good with this list here. Okay, so that's enough. That's probably enough for that's now. enough. Yeah. Okay, so Jay Retro can't watch this in real time. He's watching it. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Uh, he's watching it with y'all. But I will announce the uh, the winner. Do you want me to announce it, or do you just want to wait till it comes up on your end? Just just wait. I'll you'll you'll know before I do. But let's just let the suspense. Okay, I won't let my reaction give it away. Okay, so we're gonna spin the wheel of wisdom for Jay Retro here. So let's go wheel of wisdom. I'm I'm watching the wheel. I'm with the audience here. Let's go. Let's go. I want to buy a vowel. (laughs) No, I'm gonna watch. Okay, now now it's spinning on my side. (laughs) Okay. Oh oh oh! How does that happen? No way! How does that happen? Two weeks in a row. You know what? I said that I, you know, I didn't feel justified with only two hours. The wisdom knows. James is like, <laughs> it counts. And the wisdom was like, no, it doesn't, bitch. Put your jammies back on. Okay, so we could save this now. Oh, I got to sign in and shit? Nah. nah. Oh, fuck that. Just just put the games in a notepad or something. Just save the list in a notepad, right? See, like, that's, that's thinking that's right the there. Oh, yeah, that's that big noodle. That's how I got promoted at work. That's big brain moves. <laughs> Okay, cool. Okay, my list. Um, so I fucking finished Guardians of the Galaxy. I've got Neo Collection. Well, no, I don't think those should count as one. I'll just put I both think, of them down. I think we agreed games. last week that it did count as one. But like... It's one disc, right? I, it is one disc, but it's two games. But you have to beat the first one before you're allowed to touch the second one. That is, is why true. I decided it should count as one. Okay. Because there's a set order that you have Neo to play the content collection. Um, yeah. I also well, only FF... counted as beaten once you beat both. But you start with number one and go from there. FF7 remake. Nice. Uh, um, <clears throat> shit. Oh, Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite. Um, yeah, you already else? beat Guardians, so you're good on Guardians. You did say that you wanted to actually finish Halo Infinite. You know you what is a game it. that is on Game Pass that uh, looks interesting? Is that mm. Tunic game? It's getting a lot of hype. Tunic game, eh? So here, look on. I've got it playing oh. on the screen here. <clears throat> this, this guy's already got it ready. Look at him. He's so prepared. <laughs> Wish he was a little prepared with the Wheel of Wisdom, though, but... Uh... But this okay, this looks kind of cool. I think I might hate it, but okay. Um, I feel it, like you should play some of this stuff because, like, you give indie games a hard time sometimes, and okay. I think there's a lot of wonderful stuff to be played Tunic. in that, that universe of games. It's on there. Um, oh, there's two other games that I kind of purchased a long time ago and I never really finished, and they are Souls likes. Um, right, one, okay, one and one is on Game Pass too, but I have it, I own it on PlayStation. Because I bought it like a chump and it was on not okay, not only is it on Game Pass now, but it was on the PlayStation Plus list of free games like the following month. So burn. Nice. Um, and that is one remnant burn. from the ashes. Let's put okay. remnant. And then somebody just asked me about this game, and I do own it, and I'm for blanking on the fucking name right now. Um is it Mortal Coil. Wasn't wasn't that one on or Mortal Mortal Shell? Shell. That yeah. game sucks. I played that and I wrote a big yeah, review about okay, that. Cool. I, I thought that was the one that you didn't like. That was a <laughs> yeah. shocker. Fornitron doesn't like a game. Uh, shit, man. It was like 
It was like anime titty fucking Souls game. Okay, we gotta Google. Like, I gotta Google this. <laughs> I think you should just on the wheel of wisdom just title it <laughs> anime titty Souls game, and then like you'll have to go find it afterwards. But Souls likes. I gotta fucking. Oh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. That's a rabbit hole. You can't just search for all souls likes. You're gonna get like a Wikipedia article on what a souls like is. Code vein. Code vein. That's what it was. Okay. okay. <clears throat> I gotta put that. That does on sound there. familiar. Okay. Yeah. Throw that one on there. All right. That's actually that's. I didn't think that my fucking backlog was that big. But, there you go, man. But yeah. it's. This is a whole new Fortran, people. To like, the party, pal. I keep telling you guys this. I'm coming from a person who played one game per year. Like, that was their game the whole year. And now I'm I'm fucking finishing all these games. It's fucking, it's gnarly. I'm proud of you, man. You're just, you're just getting into it. It's a all whole right. new world for you from here on out. Let's go. Let's see what <laughs> the wisdom is. of wisdom. Let's go. Okay, I'm going to watch it with you guys, too. Yeah, I want I want to know. <laughs> oh oh he's going to gonna, zeta halo yeah i'm gonna have to uh fucking hit jay up for some fucking tips <clears throat> for sure yeah i'm gonna teach him all about them them sick grapple strats guys i'm gonna That's be fucking using grapple strats left and right like it's gonna be fucking wild Fuck yeah, man. I'm but so that's, uh, you know what? It's going to feel good to finish that. And then to be like, yeah, like, I don't like shooters, but I finished this shooter. So <laughs> suck my dick. Um, But yeah, that was pretty much all I had. Is there anything that you wanted to bring up before we wrap this bitch up? No, nah, man. I think that's about it for me this week, dude. <laughs> all right. Where can the good people find you, Jay Retro? They can find me online. At jfree86 on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, the TikToks, all that stuff. It's at jfree86 right there. You can also find me on YouTube if that's a place that you like to go over at youtube.com slash jretro. That's a place. And uh, you can also find me uh, on twitch.tv slash j underscore retro e6, I believe. And are you planning on streaming in the near future? That tw- that Twitch underscore is always just so oddly placed. Yes, I am. I plan on streaming this weekend, probably on Saturday and Sunday. Nice. And we'll be playing some Halo Infinite as well. So if you want to learn some strats, yeah, would be the time. you know where to go. Yeah. You know what That's I right. want to do? Like, we'll maybe we'll plan this later. But I definitely I want to make it out for your stream because you're an early bird. If or maybe like, it'll be Friday Sunday. Maybe I'm lying. I would love to be able to mod your stream chat. And then when you're done streaming, go to my stream. And then. Hell yeah, man. Maybe we can work that out. We'll see. Let's get it. Let's figure it out. And then do do we have Friday? Probably. Do we have any content to look forward to on your YouTube channel coming up? Yes, I will be making some new videos as well over the weekend, and I will have more info soon. I'm still going to do that one on uh, like all the games on the Astro City V, but I have a couple other ideas, I have a couple other brainstorms. I won't give too much away, but I got some ideas for some videos that I think are going to be be kind of interesting. So try it out. I'm still- try it out. Whatever. We're going to try some things out. We're going to go down a couple avenues, see what we find. So I'm yeah. excited to go on that journey with you guys. Jimmy, where can the good people find you these days? Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. 
<laughs> I'm uh, youtube.com for slash Fornitron. Um, I have slowed down a little bit, but it's because I'm busy this week. But yep. uh, still tons of Souls content. I actually just recently had uh, a good friend of mine. Her name's Paige. She does all my tattoos. She's not a gamer, and I got her to play Elden Ring, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, And yeah, uh, just a lot of Souls content coming out. I'm going to try to stream on weekends or just like certain set days. And the types of games that I'm going to stream are going to be like Souls likes. uh, So they're Mm -hmm. still in that genre or just games that I want to try and probably shit on and don't want to dedicate a whole episode to. Nice, man. That sounds that sounds like some good content. I'm going to have to check out that video of your friend Paige playing Elden Ring. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, I was like, what was the last game that you played? And she was like, Cuphead. And I was like, hey, that's actually like a pretty recent game. And it's yeah, like that's hard. It's modern. Yeah. And she's like, I played it for an hour. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> I'm like, what oh, about oh. before that? And then she was like Metal Gear Solid. And I was like, on PlayStation? <laughs> I was like. So you went from 1998 Metal Gear Solid to fucking 2016 Cuphead, and for now an you're gonna hour. play. Yeah, for and an now hour. You're gonna play now you're gonna play Smoldering. Uh, it was a good time. You'll, you'll do great. You'll do great, kid. Get she did there. good. She did good. She did good. I was actually I wasn't surprised because like, and then uh, to set the record straight, I didn't like backseat drive the whole time. I just let her play. I was just like, there you go. I like I told her what buttons do, and then that was about it. And then like, every now and then I was like. You probably want to hold your shield up. And then she was like, okay. And then, um, but it was really interesting to see a non-gamer play these types of games. And then just to see their natural progression where their brain would take them. And I was just like, I think this would be interesting for the developers to see as well. Absolutely. No, I, I like uh, getting reactions from more casual gamers about stuff sometimes for that reason, for sure. Like their experiences of games are massively different than somebody like us who dedicates so much time and thought to that medium. Right. Yeah. Um, you're just like, I wouldn't I often, do that. But you're like, but I could see where your brain is taking you. And you're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that uh, it also for a lot of them, they're less hypercritical. Like we were talking about how there's just so much negativity in the, you know, the, the critical feedback that we hear. Uh, but that's just part of being critical, I guess. Whereas most casual gamers aren't playing to find a reason to bitch about things. They just want to have fun for a couple hours. Yes. So I find that, yeah, you often get like a really fresh, like a sort of innocent perspective from casual gamers. I really like that. Uh, it was yeah. it was definitely that. It was very innocent. And it was also very interesting to see what draws the eye of uh, mm. a non-gamer. And then because we're always sure. like, where's the upgrade? Where's this item? Or like, where's the health uh, healing item? Like, et cetera. Yeah. And they're just like, ooh, that looks cool. And then they go that way. Yeah. Like we speak the language of the developer so much more. Right. So yeah. we're just like, oh, yeah, it's like it's a chest and I'll have to like get a key. And they're just like, oh, what's this thing do? Like, it's just like, yeah, it's a really different reaction. Yeah. In my eye, I was like, that does nothing. But I'm happy for you to go on that journey. Like, yeah. figure that out. Um, cool. Well, we're going to wrap this bitch up. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, big thanks to Mystic Donkey for hanging out in the live chat. If anyone else is in the live chat right now, thank you so much for coming out to the show. I did see a few viewers pop in and out. Uh, we super appreciate you. And then for all of you that are watching after the fact, uh, definitely big thank you. Uh, we're working hard towards that 100 subs so we could secure the name. But hey, we're we're just we're getting started and then we're having fun.
We're chipping away and we're having a good time doing it for sure. Well, <laughs> I hope you guys have a great night. Get out there, play some games, stay safe. Anything left to say, James? Uh, Baba Booey. <laughs> Baba Booey, everyone. You're yeah. done.